What it do? DMV, episode 18 of Chirpin' DMV. We're bringing you part two of our season preview series today, college hockey edition. Uh, we got a handful of awesome interviews for you guys again today with three different coaches from the area. We're also continuing our divisional breakdowns. So today we're rounding out the West with the Central Division. So with that being said, it's just me and AB. AB, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. I mean, we're losing the guys one by one. We just can't get Brando on anymore. Kyle's gone now. Like, Kyle's, what the fuck's happening? Kyle's excuse is he's only got four guys on his roller team tonight, so we got to hold the fourth down per usual, so I, I guess we right. might as well just get back, get right into it. Yep. So let's start it out with a couple news, and we'll get into the divisional bullshit. So Brooks Orpik back with the Caps, uh, working in the player development department. Uh, we talked about this, I think, a few weeks back when he announced his retirement. Kind of talked about what might be next. A.B., I think you mentioned he'd be a great fit for a coaching role in the future, but I think we all agreed that uh, he would take some time off. Uh, most most likely, you know, enjoy some family time, recover, do that type of thing. But nope, right back in the mix. So Batya, uh, primarily working with the Hershey Bears and the organization's defensive prospects, similar to kind of what uh, Ole the goalie does with the goalies in the organization. So yep. Orbic, been out, been out in in Nashville this past week with the rookie tournament with the prospects. I feel like that's a perfect job for him. You know, it's good for the players and it's good for him. Yep, it's perfect because uh, he's such a role model. So, like, in order for him to develop players, I mean, or in order for players to develop into the NHL, they got to see what the best of the best do. He's up there. He's one of the hardest working guys in the NHL, and I think everyone around the NHL knows that. So, yeah, I think it's a perfect job for him, and I think it's a perfect job fit for the Caps, too. Oh, yeah, so next up, Osh, babe. Uh, Oshie's ha- had a little gender reveal. Uh, yeah, buddy. The other night, so uh, having a boy, he's probably pumped. Like you say, he's got two little daughters already. That is the first family of D.C. Uh, like you said, he got the two cute little daughters. He got Lauren, who's a complete smoke show. Oh, and my then, God. And uh, then Captain Maybe. America, T.J. Oshie. Hey, how are you? Uh, so, yeah, they popped the puck having a boy, so not much to be said there, but good for the Oshies. Uh, anything on that? Uh, yeah, can't wait to see that guy in the NHL. Oh, I saw on uh, Instagram, he said, on the Caps Instagram, he said he was going to start surgically uh, putting skates on the kid while it's, you know, still in the womb. <laughs> oh, man, aggressive move, but I aggressive like it. Aggressive move, but I respect it. So next up, the Ovechkin scare. So uh, yeah, the other thing on Twitter, uh, this was news. Thankfully, it's no longer news. Uh, Monday this week, uh, Rob Carlin tweeted uh, that Ovi went down awkwardly during the team scrimmage, screamed in pain, and was helped off the ice, putting no pressure at all on that uh, left leg. Uh, everyone rightfully panicked, but about 20 minutes later, he was flying around out there on the ice back into the scrimmage. So, phew. Uh, best thing is when he got off the ice, our guy uh, Tariq El Bashir got a bit of a video of Ovi. Uh, if you haven't noticed, he got in a bike accident. Um, <laughs> I guess he crashed his bike in the neighborhood and he's all tore up. So let's play. Let me he's play this real idiot. quick. Yeah, let me play this real quick. Yeah. What? What? What the hell happened? Where? <laughs> it, it looked like uh, something happened to your leg. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Last night I fell off my bike. You fell off your bike? Yeah. In the neighborhood? Is that what that's yeah. called? Yeah. So he's basically just a big goon in that video. He was like, yeah, last night I fell off my bike. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you caught that. But, yeah, Ovi, uh, no longer a scare. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Tweet. I literally thought, I was like, oh, my God, Ovi's not going to play till March. And his he's not going to break the goal record now. That was my first immediate thought was he might not break the goal record now. I thought he had a broken leg or something. He said he was screaming in pain. I, dude, I nearly shit myself. Luckily, you didn't check the time. Well, I don't know. Because the timestamp of that was like about six hours before you texted the group text. Like, yeah, Ovi might be like done. We're like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then we all quote tweeted it. But um, yeah, that's our goat. Rush Machine never breaks, so he's all right. He he's, he's chilling. He does not ever break. It's it's amazing. I love it. So we're in a very good situation like that, like we said. But like I said, he's just a little cut off from it. I guess he fell off his bike. Uh, he's been passing out cereal all week in D.C., giving out some OVOs uh, just with a busted-up face. But last bit of news here before we get to our interviews and our Central Division breakdown. Uh, Blue Jackets defenseman Zach Porinsky resigned three years, $15 million. Uh, he was a restricted free agent this coming days after Tortorella said to the media that he would be terribly disappointed uh, in Morinsky if he were to continue to hold out in Miss Camp in Tortorella fashion, took back those words, but instead said he would be disgusted and that he's pissed about the situation. Uh, I would assume he's no longer pissed, at least about Morinsky. I'm sure he's pissed about some other stuff, possibly still pissed about the 2009 playoff series versus the Caps when the fan dumped a beer on him. Uh, True. But not much to be said there. Uh, anything on that? Yeah, I thought it would open the floodgates a little bit. I thought a lot of more players would start signing in these arms. Uh, again, nothing has happened. Um, and I think he kind of – I don't know about you, but I kind of think he screwed over the players a little bit. I thought he was going to get a little more than that. Yeah. Uh, three, five, five mil for three years. Good puck-moving uh, defenseman. Yeah, I thought he would get around six, like five and a half to six at least. Um, I, I read something the other day that Provorov – uh, I guess I guess the Flyers were like gonna judge what they were gonna offer Provorov off of Wierenski, and Provorov kind of laughed at that. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not so, getting anything near that." Yeah. So speaking uh, of Provorov, I guess real quick, this is as of September seventh. Uh, remaining unsigned RFA's, big names, I guess: Rontanen, Braden Point, Mitch Marner, Matt Tichuk, Provorov, as you mentioned, Brock Boser, and Patrick Laine. Is McAvoy not on there? Uh, that was just from a tweet I saw. He he still is. He's McAvoy still uh, has not signed. But uh, yeah, those yeah, are some of the higher level names that uh, we I was see a, that are still I was not say, signed. For um, for defenders like McAvoy and Provorov are the two that I'm like really keeping a good eye on. on. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking Provorov. Uh, I don't know how many years. I don't know what he wants on his term, but I would assume he's. Like he wants five years, like seven mil or something. I would like imagine, that. yeah. And a lot McAvoy. of a lot of these guys are wanting term. Yep, and McAvoy. The good thing about McAvoy for the Bruins is that he plays for the Bruins, so he's gonna do what Bruins do, and he's gonna take less money. I think, uh, like Marshawn's, what top five, top ten player in the NHL, and is only making six and a half mil a year or something like that. Uh, Pasternak's doing the same thing, so I could see McAvoy signing for like eight years, like six to six and a half. Yeah, I can see that. Um, also, too, with our boy uh, Marner, it looks like uh, Uncle Bob on Twitter, uh, Bob McKenzie said Toronto made a seven and eight year offers in the eleven million dollar AAV universe, but because it's lower AAV and longer term than Austin Matthews, uh, Marner kept saying no. God damn, dude, that is bold. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a ton of politics going on there, but, I mean, it's insane that to legitimately turn down $11 million over eight years, a.k.a. Yeah, like literally $88 million to play for his home $88 million. Not to mention the, like, endorsement exposure of all that being a star in Toronto. Yeah, playing in Toronto. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't. This guy. So, I, I used to love – I used to be a big Marner fan. Now I'm – I don't know, man. He's – Kind of being a dick. It's kind of, uh, it's, it seems to be the Toronto way uh, yeah. lately. I mean, <laughs> acting like a bunch of little bitches till they get that money. Yep. That's why they'll never yep. win anything. So, any more yep. on that subject before we start breaking some stuff down? Nah, that's about it for me. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully these RFAs start uh, start signing here soon because otherwise we're starting. I mean, yeah, we're gonna be missing a lot of uh, superstars in the NHL. If we don't are. Sign. So, all that being said, let's actually sauce this on over to our interview with Joey Mullen. Joey is the Virginia Tech ice hockey head coach. All right, so we now welcome on the head coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies competing down in the Southeast Conference, D2 ACHA, head coach Joey Mullen. So, Coach, let's start right there. Last season, a few games under 500. What would you say was the biggest adversity you guys faced uh, or the biggest struggle as a team last year? Of course, based off of previous years. So, they had a good turnout this year, so hopefully that should uh, turn things around. Perfect. So, also, I look to it's kind of maybe one thing that played into that is you guys finished third, uh, third in the southeast with 479 penalty minutes. Is that kind of an issue that you plan to really focus on this coming season? Yeah, that uh, was a bit of an anomaly last year. I think uh, a lot of frustration from a lot of guys ended up costing us a lot of 10 minute misconduct throughout the season. So, hopefully, I'd like to get that number at least in half for this year, make it a little more manageable. Right, so something I also notice is 14 games at home last year, you guys put up 67 goals, so good for a close to five a game. Do you feel that kind of your team strives on that home ice and, you know, does play a big advantage uh, for you, whether it's kind of the familiarity with the rink and ice or maybe if you guys have students come out or anything like that? We have, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a pretty good following that comes to our games. I think we average around 400 a night, which is pretty good for a new arena that didn't have seats put in yet, so... Yeah, the bleachers put in, so that number should go up this year. Uh, it, it's nice. We have our own locker room there, so it's a bit of a comfort for the guys. So I thought we played a lot better at home than we did on the road, and I think that was a little bit to the depth of our team and some injuries kind of hindered us on the road a little bit. Right, so last four games last season, or four-game win streak to end last season, three of them blowouts, beating West Virginia 7-1, UNC 7-3, Stevenson 10-5. Do you kind of look to carry that momentum and look back on those four games to try to implement the same type of game plan coming into this season, or do you come into this season kind of like a clean slate mentality and we're starting fresh? Uh, I, I think, well, we didn't graduate anybody, so that, that's nice. So I think it's definitely something we can build off of and, kind of draw from, but uh, we ended up picking up 11 new players this year, so it's going to be a little bit of a mix of kind of clean slate and drawing from that experience. So speaking of not graduating anybody, your top scorer is coming back, and Steven Gerke, uh looks like for his senior year. I mean, kind of tell us the impact he makes on that team and, uh, you know, maybe some other names we should be looking out for uh, in the Hokie Orange this season. Yeah, I mean, Gerke's a uh, a heart and soul kind of guy. He leaves it all out there. He's got to play penalty kill, plays anything I need from him. Uh, so he, he's uh, he's definitely got a shot, uh, I believe, to break the all-time scoring record this year. So we're, we're hoping to see him do that. Uh, another returner to watch is David DeShield. He had a pretty good year again, and he's in the running to break that record as well. For some new guys, I think you got to look at uh, up front. Nick Massaro, he's a freshman out of Buffalo. He can uh, really skate. He should probably be playing a lot of a lot of minutes this year. And probably CJ Hathaway, a kid from, I believe he's a Connecticut kid, plays some pretty high-level high school. He should be uh, a kid that uh, those two should be fighting for rookie of the year, we're hoping. 
Perfect. So I got two more questions for you, then we'll let you go. So kind of first tell us, you know, what are the team's, you know, overall expectations uh, or goals for this year, whether it be playoffs, maybe some academic accomplishments, kind of anything of the sort that you're going to set a high standard for and strive for your boys to reach? I mean, I think our, our immediate goal is going to be to uh, win the ACC this year. I think it's uh, it's pretty attainable. I know NC State's got a good team. UVA is going to have a good team. So we'll have a pretty, pretty tough go at it, but we get a shot at both of them this year, so if we can take care of business there, we should be able to handle that, and then every year we come in pretty much expecting to get to regionals, and that's, that's one of the big team goals, and I think based off the first couple weeks of uh, skating this year, I think we got a legitimate team that could make a, a run at regionals and possibly nationals. Yeah, that'd be uh, quite the turnaround. So last thing here, we see on Instagram you guys have been putting up some sneak peeks of these jerseys you'll be wearing at home. Uh, October 19th, First Navy. It's a quote-unquote uh, special game, special jerseys. Are you able to give us kind of any info on that, or is it still kind of hush-hush until all the details can get hashed out? All right, yeah, so the benefit game for Navy, uh, we're going to be doing – both teams are going to be wearing special custom jerseys. Uh, I believe they had a player that played for them couple years back and he ended up passing away from leukemia so we're gonna auction off all the jerseys after the game i believe we're gonna do an online auction for that so more people have a chance to bid on them try to raise a decent amount of money and uh, donate the proceeds to a foundation in his honor Perfect. That sounds awesome. And like I said, the jerseys from the sneak peeks that we have seen uh, do look pretty awesome. But, Coach, we'll leave it at that. We thank you for coming on and giving the listeners kind of an inside look into the, the Hokies, a team that, you know, in the DMV may not be too familiar with, uh, being all the way down there in Blacksburg. But uh, best of luck this season. and look forward to uh, checking in later this year to see how the boys are doing. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right, thanks again to uh, Coach Joey for coming on for Virginia Tech. We'll keep up with him as the season goes on. But let's get into it. The Central Division, uh, last season, final rankings to start. We had Nashville uh, lost in the division, lost to the division rival Dallas, only six games in that first round. Then Winnipeg uh, lost to division rival St. Louis in the first round. St. Louis, eventual, as we know, Stanley Cup champs. The Dallas Stars lost to St. Louis in Game 7 OT in the second round. Uh, Colorado's second wild card spot in the West and upset the number one Flames in five games. Uh, and then they fell to the Sharks eventually. Then you had Chicago. Then you had Minnesota. So let's get right into it. Chicago first. Uh, here's what we got. Uh, used to be a wagon. The Chicago Blackhawks, second to last in the division last year. Biggest news last season, obviously firing of Coach Q, Joel Quinville. Uh, defense was terrible. Yeah. Terrible defense. Second most goals in the NHL. Second most shots against. Offensive-wise, you still got... You still got your big guys. Taste had a big bounce back year last year. The Brinkett, 40-goal campaign last year. Kane, 44-66 and 66 for 110 points, the best of his career. Yep. Um, key losses offseason, Artem Anisimov, Chris Kunitz, Cam Ward, key additions were Calvin DeHaan, Olimata, and Vesna, Vesna finalist Robin Leonard, uh, amongst others, uh, including the return of Andrew Shaw. So I'm not going to say they'll be at the bottom half of the Western Conference to improve some, but – you know, they have a lot of skilled veterans on that team, but an insanely loaded central division. My, my say is no playoffs for Chicago again. Vegas Insider, just like last episode, 40-1 to to win the Cup, 20-1 to for the Western Conference, and 16-1 to for the division, which is second worst, only ahead of Minnesota. Uh, those are all – it's all good value for the Blackhawks because, uh, like like you said, like I wouldn't be shocked if they made another run. I mean, they're – for the Blackhawks, like Patty Kane, Jonathan Taze, like if they come out and have, like keep doing what they're doing, if they find any depth scoring, 
then they're going to be right in the mix of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like you like said, they, but yeah, Kane coming off a career year, Taze, who struggled for about two years, had a big bounce back year last year. Debrinket is a forty goal scorer. Right, uh, Crawford hasn't stayed healthy for the past like three years, which I think has really hurt them. If he can stay healthy, I think it'll be fine. That's also a big reason why they signed Robin Lehner because Crawford can't stay healthy. So they got they got a Vesna finalist as a backup. I don't even I don't even know if you consider him a backup at this point. I don't know what the what their uh, deal is. Good there. chance he's starting there. Yeah, I, I was going to say, that, or split. Yeah. Um, I could see them both playing for like 35 to 40 games. Um, so, yeah, if they get goaltending, uh, if they get their goaltending going there, they could be right back in the mix of things. Uh, their their D's a little over the hump. Duncan Keith's a little old. Trent Seabrook's a little old. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have much after them, too. I don't think that, not when I look at their They're not too deep, roster. no. Uh-uh. Um, they don't have really any depth throughout the entire lineup, but they are getting younger. Um, I, I, we, we mentioned their veteran leadership, like Kane and Taze are getting up there in age a little bit. I mean, they're not too old, but, and Duncan Keith and Seabrook, obviously, but they are starting to get younger uh, throughout their lineup. Yeah, it's starting to, uh, that's a team we'd like to see back up at the top of the top of the standings, back in the playoffs every year. It's just, you know, it's Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just fun to see Chicago in the mix of things, and they're, they're a fun team to watch, especially Patty Kane. I mean, he's the top, top five player in the league, so. Yeah, definitely for sure. But speaking of fun teams, uh, the high-flying, exciting Colorado Avalanche, like we yes. said, upset the Flames round one last year, smoked them in five games, insanely talented uh, up front, the likes of Landeskog, McKinnon, Rotten, and Donskoy. Capital legend Philip Grubauer still in the net for them. Key additions over the offseason were Pierre-Edouard Bellamar from Vegas. Cap legend, no, Cap Mr. Legends. Game 7, Andre Burakovsky. Um, don't forget about Nazem Kadri in that trade for Tyson Berry. Uh, they also lost Soderberg and Derek Broussard. Uh, as we know, our boy that came in the playoffs last year, young gun, uh, Kale Maker, came in and had an unreal playoffs right out of college on that blue line. Seventh best power play in the league. Uh, that that power play will lose Barry, as we mentioned, but replace him with Maker and on unit one. And Burkowski, either saying on unit two, get a good shooter in there uh, on the half wall, just kind of rip some pucks in that because he does have a good snapshot. So Vegas insider, Avs to win the cup 12-1, to 5-1 to one for the conference, which is second best behind Vegas, and they are the favorite to win the division at 3-1. to one. So throughout the lineup, um, so they have top three player in the world. They might have the top duo in the world with uh, McKinnon and Rantanen. Yeah, those two, those two guys are nasty, dude. They're the, they're probably the fastest two players in the or one of the fastest two players in the league besides Connor McDavid. McKinnon just flies and he has so much power beneath, like in his stride. And Rantanen is like he's just he's a straight speedster too, honestly. And he's got hands. I mean, those two together, it's 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 fucking filthy. Um. They got these young D studs coming up, like you mentioned, Kale, Kale McCarr or Maker or whatever the fuck his name is. The, either way, he's, it's tight, dude. Yeah, he's he's and sick, and and uh, there are other young guys. Sam, uh, is it Gerard or Giroux? Something. Like I think that. it's Gerard. I think it's Sam Gerard. He's also uh, going to be a stud, I think. And they're, they're he's in the top four now, so they got young D men coming up. These guys, the Avs are going to be good all around. Um, well, checking was, projected had, lineups. So, oh, Andre, the Barracuda's looking to slide on that third line there. Third line, huh? I, uh, I on CBS it had him on as second line, Did but they? yeah, I checked like daily face off. I believe it was. Okay. And, 
Yeah, we'll see with him. Um, last we mentioned yep. with him, he's he's a guy that could, you know, have a big bounce back or really yep. s- step out of his own, step into his yep. own, I should say, in Colorado. New scene, new everything. I, I'm definitely trying to see a 20-goal season out of him at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, I, I would sit here and say he's out of the shadow of Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson right. and a much better Jacob Vrana and TJ Oshie, but he's stepping in with Landeskov and McKinnon and Rotten and <laughs> guys yeah. like that. Also, we get to see our boy Grubauer finally have a uh, full season, I should say, as a starter, because last year I, I think he was kind of splitting time with um, other cap legend uh, Varley, Varlamov. Right. Uh, dude, that's that's the thing about Grubauer, though. I kind of think he needs someone to split time with him. I don't know if he'll be able to last – I don't know if he'll be able to play 60 games in a season, you know? Yeah, well, I guess we'll really find out this year. But Yeah, exactly. The, other, the last thing I have on here is that as good as the Avalanche are, I wasn't too crazy about their depth players. I wasn't um, either. That fourth line is unknown. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> Back that's into the defense what, is meh. Yeah, that's what drives me away from taking them to win this division like outright and uh, i think you said right. vegas has them to win the division um obviously i, yeah, second I have best to win the conference favorite to win the division yeah with they don't they just don't have the depth i mean we'll see if mckinnon can take that leap kind of like crosby and just absolutely carry the entire team on his back i mean he doesn't have to do it by himself obviously he has random with him he has gabriel landis a beast right and he's got he's got kadri on, on the second line there but McKinnon's definitely going to have to put up like 95 to 110 point anywhere between that range. I mean, oh, yeah. I know that's oh, a yeah, wide range, but um, in order for them to win that division, I think, because this is a tough division. Very hard. And we'll get to that when we do our division predictions. Um, yep. If you if you're good on Colorado, we'll kick it over to uh, the Delaware Valley Collegiate Hockey Conference Coach of the Year, Will Johnson from the Catholic University of America, right here in uh, Washington D.C. All right, we now welcome on the reigning DVCHC Patriot Division Coach of the Year, head coach of the also defending DVCHA or DVCHC Patriot Division champion Catholic University of America Cardinals, Will Johnson. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me. No problem. So let's start there. Uh, two seasons ago, it's a Catholic team with a 2-16 and record. And now a year later, like we just mentioned, division championship, undefeated in conference play during the year. Uh, what was it that really turned everything around and just, you know, one off season? Um, I think, um, well, my inaugural season, when I took over the team, like you said, we kind of had a pretty abysmal record, but, um, but a lot of that was due to injuries. Um, and also the previous year, I think we had like six or seven graduating seniors. Um, and, and you can attest to that when you have a, a big senior class leaving, it kind of hurts the next year. If you don't have a big freshman class coming in and, that first year I took over, we only had two or three freshmen come in. So by the end of the season, um, we had six skaters and a goalie who had never played hockey before the season started. So it kind of was the perfect storm of all seasons. Right. Um, and then so coming into the 2018-2019 season, we had, I think, nine or ten incoming freshmen. Um, and two of them happened to be extremely talented. Um, and we had a goalie come in that was um, an actual goalie. And when I say actual goalie, I've been playing um, for, you know, 10 plus years. So 
we had a we were able to bulk up and definitely add some depth to the roster and we got lucky with uh not too many injuries last year so it, it definitely helped change things um also you know we had a you know getting into our system we had a second year of our system too and people were buying into that and a lot of get a little more comfortable with kind of everything that goes into it so you mentioned uh some talented freshmen uh there's one that sticks out obviously travis duchene uh, 33 goals, 33 assists, 66 points in just 18 games. Uh, offensive Player of the Year and MVP in the division. Uh, kind of talk about him, explain the type of player he is and how he helped the team uh, go to that next level. And on top of that, kind of your expectations for him uh, this coming season. So he he kind of he we kind of won the luck of the draw with him. He we didn't recruit him or anything like that. He just showed up to Catholic um, and wanted to come out to the team. He's uh, from Colorado. He played AAA over there. Uh, for a couple of seasons Interesting. Okay. and um, he showed up and, and came out and he just kind of, he, he brought his own mentality to the game. He, he was very driven, uh, self-driven. He did every drill right, did everything he wanted to do, wasn't afraid of anything. He wasn't, um, you know, some kids that come in from high school into college, it's a little different for them and whatnot, but he kind of took the bulls by the horn and, and, and ran with it. And um, he's a big kid. He's probably about 6'2". Um, and, you know, he's just, a, he's a playmaker. Um, he's always knows where to be, knows what to do, um, always makes his line better. Um, and he was just always in the right place. So, and, you know, with the 33 goals and the 33 assists, I mean, he was he was, he was was doing it both ways. Yeah, I guess so, you can't really classify him as a goal scorer or a playmaker more so because at 33 and 33, it's, it's, giving, it, it's giving it all yeah, to you. It's right, yeah, it's right down the road. But so this year, you know, um, we're going up in a new division. Uh, we're in the American division um, with some tougher competition. So we're hoping that he kind of now with a year under his belt kind of has some of his self expectations. Hopefully he can kind of has his goals and now he wants to, you know, beat those from last year and, and kind of keep driving us. So you mentioned going up uh, division into the American division. Are there certain games that you might have circled on the calendar? Uh, maybe some big games, some teams you haven't played before, maybe some, you know, revenge games from last season that uh, you might've dropped or anything. So um, we played Rutgers Camden last year um, as a non-league game there. We're now in their division. Um, they were the second team um, that beat us last year, um, and we lost to them. I think seven to six. I think it was eight to six with an empty netter, but it was a really close game. Um, so we're looking forward to kind of getting some redemption on that, seeing them twice this year. Um, a big one that we're looking forward to is University of Delaware. Um, after last year, a couple of the players wanted some to kind of gauge where the team is, and they asked me to look for some. Good, good, a very good competition, and and we reached out to University of Delaware, and they're happy to oblige, and looking forward to uh, playing against them. Um, but any competition, or we have American again uh, as our first year. That we always we share the same ice rink, so it was a four-three close game last year, and they always play us tight um, and in-town rival. So we had about four to five hundred fans last year, cop for call. So it's it's oh, a big, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a that it's a big game. A and, um, in there, yeah. Uh, definitely a college student so it's a big game and we look forward to that one as well perfect so again like we said up in that new division kind of what are the team expectations now like we said we, we you go from year one where it's a two and 16 team to a complete 180 your division champs your coach of the year you got an mvp and an offensive player of the year and now you're up a division so what uh, where do you set the bar now for the team well 
Um, my biggest fear is, is the championship hangover. I don't want the team falling asleep and thinking that they can run in and, and have the same kind of season next year. I'm hoping that they kind of got a taste for blood and, and got winning mentality and kind of build from there. Um, we did play some teams from the division that we're going into last year. I think we went, um, we went one and one, we beat Widener, but we lost to Rutgers. So I think we were kind of in the middle of the road and my expectation is, you know, to kind of have a back-to-back year um, and just kind of keep rolling with it. And we have a lot of returning players because we had a, we only had three seniors leave, three or four seniors leave last year. So we're hoping to hit the ice running and, and kind of dominate like the way we did last year. Perfect. So last question and we'll uh, let you go. Give us, uh, give us a couple names, defensemen, forwards, uh, goalie, anybody, kind of your, uh, your leaders or people that we should uh, be keeping an eye out for this year that you expect to have a big year for your team and hopefully get you to that back-to-back uh, championship. Yeah, so um, we mentioned Travis Duchesne earlier. He'll probably be, hopefully, again, our, our leading goal scorer and, and number one playmaker. We also have Kevin Rigotti, who wasn't uh, too shabby last year. He was also a freshman coming in in his sophomore year this year. Um, Connor Cassidy, he's a, a senior. He's he's coming back. He's also um, a great offenseman. He's been with the team all four years, and I'm sure he's looking to go out on a, on a high note. Um Joe Allegretti is our is our sophomore starting goaltender. Um, kind of had to learn the ways last year. He's you know hopefully coming back out. Um, so you know a couple of those guys um, and just looking to get back into it and kind of and a lot of the seniors to end on a big note. Heck yeah, why not? Back to back is quite the note to end on, especially the ride they've had like we've mentioned a couple of times. Will, appreciate you for hopping on. I look forward to keeping in touch with you throughout the season, and uh, we'll follow back up and see how the team's doing uh, in a couple months here. Not a pr- not a problem. I appreciate it, and good luck with your season as well. All right, have a good one. All right, see ya. All right, thanks again to Coach Will Johnson. A.B., let's continue rolling. This is a team that I've got circled this year, the Dallas Stars. Uh, as we mentioned, that gut-wrenching Game 7 OT loss to the Blues uh, in Round 2 last year. 43-win team with the massive addition of, obviously, Joe Pavelski. you got Corey Perry and Andre Sakara. Key losses, on the other hand, Matt Zuccarello, Jason Spezza. Uh, in my opinion, this is a big win-now group. Uh, team coming off a year where they finished third to last in goals. Uh, but second in goals against because of Ben Bishop, the Vesna finalist in net, and the defense that consists of Klingberg, Lindell, uh, Heskinen, Polak. I mean, I think that team will be dangerous because no way, as I mentioned, second to last in goals last year, no way that team struggles that much offensively this year uh, with that Ben Sagan, Radulov line, and obviously, as we mentioned, Joe Pavelski coming over. I think Corey Perry's a guy on that third line that could reignite his game. Uh, if he's, he, he might score 20. To be honest, playing on the third line, but also on that second power play. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see him uh, re- like rejuvenating his career a bit, like yeah. just for a, co- a year or two. Yeah, they might just be my favorite to fuck around and win this division. So Vegas Insiders, sixteen to one for the Cups, seven to one for the Conference, and seven to two to win the division. So I have here uh, sick first line: Tyler Sagan, sick; James mm-hmm. Ben, sick; Joe Pavelski, sick. Well, um, they're, they're looking at Pavelski on the second. I like mean, I, said, I wouldn't. That first line's projected still either. to keep it together as as uh, Sagan, Radulov, and Jamie Ben. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Uh, I will be interested to see where Joe P plays. If he plays in the middle, or if he plays on the wing. Right. Um, I would, I would like middle, him. but we'll see what happens. I was gonna say they've 
I think he played right wing last year with the Sharks, but yeah, like he can play all over the place. Joe P is one of the most invaluable players in the NHL. Yeah. Um, they have solid depth players. Uh, I think they have Cog- is Cogliano on that team. Um, uh, I believe they lost him actually. I know, oh, I know, no, he might be sitting on that fourth line actually. Yeah, he is. He's on that yeah, fourth I line. Just, I, they had they had a solid like four lines. That I mean, obviously they're, they're legend back in the day. Their top their top six is obviously pretty nice, and uh, I was yeah, I, I saw some names I saw some names in that back on the on the bottom six as well that I that I like a lot as uh, deaf players. Um, they, they they have a very young decor that's only going to get better. Yeah, with I mean, uh, Klingberg and Heiskanen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, this kid Heiskanen is nasty. Very good. Um, Lindell's a stud. Polak's a good D man. Yep. Um, yeah, Polak's up there. Just look in the crease. Uh, how many pucks are getting by Ben Bishop? So, yeah, I think only uh, – yeah, exactly. It's, uh, that's what I have here is elite goaltending question mark. Um, ben Bishop, obviously, he played great last year. I think – was he a Vesna finalist? Yeah. I mean, he played great uh, in Tampa, too, shit, when he was there. Yep. Uh, he's he's always like, – I think the, his issue has always been injuries usually, right? Um, if he stays yeah. healthy, if he stays healthy then and he plays the way he has always played – and like, dude, in the playoffs, like, he was making unreal saves. He he stole some games last year in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, and if you remember too, that game seven OT loss where they, I think it was maybe Ben who had the uh, uh, wraparound wrap behind around. the net, yep. and it looked like it was in, and it just like yep. happened to hit uh, Bennington's pad right there, which was like shit. <laughs> they win that, they might win the cup last year. Yep, you never know. So that's that is a good, that's a solid bet to pick Dallas to win the cup. Uh, it's pretty decent value on that. Um, Sixteen to one, yeah. I mean, I don't hate that. Yeah, that's that. That's a lot of value there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I have for Dallas right now. I mean, I like we. I can roll through it again, but like, there's they just have deep four lines with a very very good first line. Uh, they've got a solid decor and uh, Ben Bishop. He's he's the truth. I think. I think he's proved that he's the truth now. Yeah, he's found himself a home right there in Dallas. So next up, the Wild, who are yeah, the Wild. Uh, a team that seemingly the Caps actually can never beat on the road, though. Uh, I feel like every time we go up to Minnesota, we lose. Last year, first time in six years they hadn't made the playoffs. I feel like they always get in the playoffs in the first round and just lose to Winnipeg. Um, obviously, yeah. the departure of GM Paul Fenton. Key rivals Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman still have some offensive names in the like of Zucker, Parise, Stahl, Fiala. Uh, you got Dumba, Suter, and Spurgeon on that blue line, and Dubnik and goal. I don't really expect much from them in terms of anything, really. Uh, but to expect a last place finish in the division, uh, only a game above 500 last year. I say around the same, maybe within a few games over under. Uh, Vegas Insider 80 to one for the Cup, 40 to one for the Conference, 20 to one for the division. You taking any of that? Uh, no, solely because of their division. Their division is just too tough. Um, they don't I was have rolling the worst team, but that's it, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was rolling through their lineup, and I'm like, I don't hate it. It's just yeah. they don't have any they don't have any superstars. It's in better terms, it's kind of a stale lineup. Right. It's it, they're very average, and yeah. uh, it they're just they're just in one of the better divisions. I mean, if they were in the Pacific Division, fuck it, they might be seeing a wild card. Goddamn third, yeah, even a wild card yeah. spot, but yeah. Yeah, I think but they this, get kicked around that division all year. Yeah, this central division is just way too tough. Like I have here, they're solid. They have some solid depth players with Ryan Donato, Miko Koivu, Drew Stafford. Right, right. Uh, Ryan they still got, they still got Jordan Greenway. 
Yep. Uh, Greenway's on there. I mean, uh, I mentioned Ryan Hartman in there. Like, they have some solid death players, and but their top six, I think, is just not good enough to be a top six. Uh, like Eric Stahl. Yeah, you give me you give me names like Stahl, Zucker, Parise. Give me second line at best for that right. normal team. That's a, yeah, it's a pretty solid second line. I mean, Zucker and I'm pretty sure Zucker and Charlie Coyle were like playing together, and like a, on their top six. Charlie Cole went over to Boston as a third line player. And don't get me wrong, he was a great third line player. Oh yeah. But he's not he's not a top six player. No. And I I kind of feel that way with Zucker. Although he's he has had some thirty goal seasons though. Oh, Zucker. But he that's has, because yeah. he's my that's he because he's on the, the Minnesota um, Wild. R is always the finalist for that uh community service award because he built that hospital stuff there. But I mean yeah. I mean it's Minnesota. Minnesota is what it is, the state of hockey. Yeah. It's a game that the Caps can never win on the road every year for some goddamn yeah. reason. But they have they have like they have average defensemen too. I mean Ryan Sutter's obviously or Suter used to be a stud. I mean he's he's kinda of dropped off a little bit. Matt Dumba, um Jared Spurgeon, I mean they Solid guys, Decent but just, guys, what, right. guys name, whose names you know. Yeah, exactly, and there's just there's just nothing special there. about that. Yeah, so yep. I mean, yeah, Minnesota is what it is. State of hockey. I mean, they're looking. I'm not something. gonna lie, I like. It wouldn't shock me if they sneaked in somehow, but I just don't see it happening. Oof, I don't know, unless they expand I mean, the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, teams. I don't know, like. I, I just, it just wouldn't shock me at all if they, like, they have, they have the depth, I think, to be able to do something, like, uh, it's hard to explain. They, I think they have the depth to be able to squeak in, but it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to completely rule them out. I don't think they're a dog shit team is what I'm trying to get at. They're not dog shit. They're just, we'll get to it in the division pr- our predictions at the end there, but. That's They're not dog point. shit. They're going to finish last in that division, though. So last team, before we kick yeah, it over to Gross and George are. Mason. Yeah. So like I said, last team before we kick it over to our boy Gross and George Mason. Uh, let's take a look at the Purds of Nash Vegas, baby. Uh, some big offseason news here uh, in terms of big-name players both leaving the Music City and coming in. Departures. P.K. Subban obviously gone. Brian Boyle, Wayne Simmons. But Matt Duchesne, baby, looks to help that last year's 31st, a.k.a. dead last in the league power play. Uh, that's set at a mere 12%. 0 for 15 in the first-round series loss to the Stars, too. That power play was. So, obviously, still loaded roster up and down that lineup with Forsberg, Johansson, Duchesne, Arvidsson up front. Uh, solid blue line still with Ellis, Yossi, Ekholm, Pecorine still holding out in the crease form. Vegas Insider, 20-1 to for the Cup, 9-1 to for the West, 7-2 to to win the Central. Thoughts on the Purds? Uh, so I have, they have a sick top six lineup with, uh, Ryan Johansson, Victor Ar- uh, Arvidsson, uh, Matthew Shane, who else am I missing? Uh, Philip Forsberg. Mm-hmm. Cap legend. Their, their top six, <laughs> their top six is filthy good. Uh, they're pretty deep down the middle with Matt, with the addition of Matthew Shane. Uh, they, ha- they still have their solid decor. I mean, I know they lost PK Subban, but like, but he wasn't, I- He's PK Subban, but in that decor, he. I mean, he in Montreal, when he was the only defenseman. He stood out, obviously. But right. When he's I in the decor so. in Nashville, which is one of the top decors in the league, then he just kind of gets thrown under the rug. Yeah, he he just didn't fit. Uh, like plain and simple, he just I don't think he fit with them that, that well. I it mean, fit, he did have some good out. seasons, but um, eh? so, um, they're 
they have great depth players. They have solid. They have solid four lines. Uh, is a top ten goaltender in the league, except for when the playoffs come around, then he kind of chokes. So if I think it all depends on Pekka in the in the playoffs, if he can get over that hump, uh, the they might be able to break through. I mean, on on paper, I think this is a top top five team in the NHL, maybe oh, yeah. top three. Uh, so I guess just the question is, can they finally break through? Which I mean, last it was what years, seventeen or was it 2016? They lost to the Pins because did the Pins beat Preds then Sharks or Sharks then Preds? No, Sharks then Preds. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, just two, three years removed, really, from a cup, cup final. But y- yep, and who knows? I mean, Caps won two years ago. Blues won last year. I mean, this know. could be the Preds year. That's a raucous fucking town too. When when yeah. hockey's going. Yeah, it's uh we should try to definitely <laughs> if they get to the Stanley Cup final, we should fly out there. Oh yeah. Just go drink. Especially if they're playing weekend. especially if they're playing the caps. Which they're gonna have to because we're gonna be there regardless. Um <laughs> so anything else on the purge before we kick it over to gross and then finish this uh these, these last couple teams? What did you say their uh, Vegas odds were? Twenty to one for the cup, nine to one for the West, seven to two to win the central. That nine to one to win the West is kind of appetizing to be honest. Yes, it was twenty to one. We win the cup, honestly. <laughs> valid point. I wouldn't really fuck with the seven to two for the central, but yeah, I, that that nine to one to win the West uh, doesn't look bad. Yeah, I like I like both of them. I like both of them. So we'll see. So, all right, let's kick it over. Last interview of the episode. Our guy, you've heard him here before, uh, co-host, assistant coach at George Mason, Alex Gross, uh, going to break down that Patriots season as they prepare for a run at a national championship. All right, we now welcome back on our co-host, George Mason assistant coach Alex Gross. Gross, what's up, bud? How's the uh, the summer been? Good, man. Summer went well. Um, got back into swing of things here. Had our tryouts. Uh, getting excited for the season. Good stuff. So last time we did talk Mason hockey, got a few names that we'll be putting on that Mason jersey this season, but some that you couldn't tell us quite yet because they were still in the works. Uh, tryouts are over now. You guys are hitting the road tomorrow to play Liberty. So uh, who are some names that we can uh, be looking out for and some new names that you guys got on that roster? I'm trying to think. We added a few local guys who we weren't uh, expecting to be or maybe didn't know were going to be on the team and you know adding some local talent like that that are coming to tryouts making the team was pretty exciting um good depth that we've added this year that we haven't had in the past so that's going to be something that we're looking forward to but as far as our you know our our top cast of players is you know highlighted by the Cam Smith, Trevor Mack, George Landro, Nick Gross and a few others there. So, like we mentioned last time as well, last year for you guys in uh, D3, before you make that jump to D1, uh, expectations obviously high after a great year last year, winning that DVCHC for a second year in a row, but falling short of the end goal. Uh, Like you previously just mentioned, new talent. uh, What's the end goal for the team this year? Anything less uh, than what would you say would be a disappointment for the squad? Yeah, we want to definitely anything less than making the national tournament would definitely be – below our our minimum um but we want to win the tournament we want to win the national tournament go to dallas in march and do our best to uh bring a championship home to virginia i think that would be pretty cool oh yeah so some stats from last season you guys 10 and 3 at home uh compared to 8 and 5 on the road what's the biggest difference you think uh for the boys when playing in prince william compared to you know making a road trip somewhere as uh, it maybe the fan support you get back at home uh familiarity with the ice anything like that 
Yeah, I think just the comfortability uh, being on your home ice. I think it's you see it in every sport. Guys are just comfortable. They know, you know, it's less nerves maybe. Um, a lot of times on the road, you know, you're playing in smaller barns and whatnot. So just overall comfortability playing there. You do better at home. But, you know, we want to have a good road record this year. So going to prepare for every game and go for it, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, so last question. We'll let you get out of here. Speaking of home games, road games, all that good stuff, uh, looking at the calendar this year, what are some uh, matchups you guys got circled? Maybe some revenge games, some rivalry games, uh, any, any, any matchups particular that stand out? Um, not particularly. Uh, we got Liberty at a home-and-home this weekend. That's going to be pretty exciting. And then a few D1 teams. I think we have nine D1 games, so on the road for most of those, some at home. Um, we're excited to play in those, right? See where we stack up against everyone else. And then um, next weekend, we play Stevenson. So that'll be a cool, hopefully turns into some sort of crosstown rivalry. But they're ACHA team. We're going to play them and then go up and play them. And, you know, it's always nice to play local teams. It should be a fun one with them. Hell yeah, so we're talking about Liberty. This episode, if you're listening, it's obviously Friday because that's when it's coming out. So you guys taking over Instagram tomorrow for Chirping DMV. We're doing some uh, some game stuff and just kind of telling people a little bit about what you're going to give them. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, our plan is just to provide a good Instagram story for the followers on Chirping DMV, kind of get them the inside scoop of the game. And I'm pretty sure there will be a live stream, too, for the game they could watch down through the Liberty's uh, website. And if not, you could definitely catch the Saturday game versus Liberty on Monumental Sports Network. Yes, yeah, so I think we have most that. home games uh, for you guys on Monumental, right, if you want to plug that? Yep, yep, correct. All right, good stuff. Well, guys, as we said, George Mason assistant, Alex Gross, our guy here at Chirpin DMV. Uh, we'll let you go. Good luck this weekend, and we'll be on the lookout for the Instagram. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, my man. See ya. All right, thanks again to our boy Gross for hopping on. We got two more teams, it looks like. Yeah, we do. So let's kick it off. Uh, defending, reigning Stanley Cup champions coming off their first in franchise history. That's right, the St. Louis Blues, baby. Uh, team that in January, as we all remember last year, dead last in the NHL standings. Uh, then, as we know, went on that miracle run, won the Cup, the St. Louis Blues. No new faces really in that locker room. Uh, they did, however, lose Michael Delzato and hometown hero Pat Maroon. Uh, that entire core is back, including the fucking legend Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, stud still, Tarasenko, obviously, uh, Braden Shin, Jaden Swartz, who, when he scores, apparently only scores hat-tricks. Um, team, team wasn't overly impressive in any team category last year, but not terrible either. Finished in the middle of the league in pretty much everything. Uh, goals, power play, PK, et cetera, et cetera. AB, I think you've mentioned it before, but low-key, solid blue line. Uh, here, likes of Gunnarsson, Petrangelo, Bomeister, Pareko, Dunn, Bortuzzo. I mean, that's your sixth right there. That's not fucking bad whatsoever. So lastly, obviously, big story. Uh, last year, Jordan Bennington, the rookie goalie, comes in midseason, leads him to that cup. The biggest question is, can he continue to play at that level, or will we see the drop from him? So with all that being said, Vegas, 16-1 to to go back-to-back, 7-1 to to win the West, 5-1 to to win the division. Hmm. Uh, I'm not loving any of those odds, to be honest. Uh, I don't see them going back-to-back. I think it's too hard to go back-to-back anymore in this in this league. Um, I, what I got for them here is almost the same as the Preds. Great top six. Uh, Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, you already mentioned all their names. Uh, Braden Shanza, solid second-line center. Um, 
and they're they got solid death players. Uh, we saw that in in the playoffs last year. I, I'm pretty sure they ran all four lines throughout the uh, throughout that last series. Oh yeah, they throughout did. The I mean, you got to. That's how you yeah. win cups. I mean, look at the Caps. They they had Tyler Bozak on their third line. He's a sick third line center. He used to be second line center for Toronto. Um, well, before Tavares came along, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they have Alex Steen on their fourth line. He used to score like what forty goals a season. Like they just they're they're deep. They have four lines that can roll. They've obviously you already mentioned their great decor. They have six defensemen that are all very reliable. And yeah, like you, you already mentioned, it's I'm basically repeating everything you said. We got to see if Bennington can repeat for a full season I this think, year. Uh, big Bennington fan, but that's tough. Uh, coming off yeah. a season like that, you know? Yep. Um, he only played half the season. Uh, and I kind of, I'm going to put this out there. I kind of think we saw him come into life in the playoffs a little bit. He got shelled a couple of times. He yeah, bounced he did. Back, he bounced back great. Don't get me wrong. Well, real quick. Well, the stat was, uh, don't quote me on this, but the stat was like 13-2 and two after losses. Yeah, something, something. like that. I don't know the exact stat, but he was yeah, ridiculous. Playoffs, after he, he would get rocked, fucking throttled for like six or seven goals and come back and like let up one or have a shutout the next game. Yep. It's, that's exactly what he did. So Twice it's, in the it's awesome. series alone. Yep. It's, a, it's awesome to see that he can bounce back like that, but you don't want it like the fact that he got shelled every other game in that series besides like the last two or three, I think. But yeah, the fact that he got shelled every game, or every other game is not a great look, and we'll see what happens this year when he has to play fifty to fifty-five games. So you taking that? Um, uh, what was it, sixteen to one to go back to back? No, I'm I'm staying clear of that. I don't like I don't like those. Uh, I don't like the value. I mean, five to one, one is, to win the division though ain't bad. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Not terrible. Actually, I just uh, I, um, I just, keep going. I, keep going. It's too it's too hard to win to pick someone in this division to win. They're all it is. so good. It, it it's yeah because all these teams are so good. Um, all these teams could have incredible years, but all these teams have reasons that they could slump. Uh, so yeah, last like, up, we do have one paper real quick. I just got a text. I'm gonna. So yep, a little bit of a glitch right there. But KP, what's up, man? Just joining the pod on his way home from roller hockey. Yeah, man, had to go. How about the league a little bit? Do some reffing and got to play some. Good time. Glad to glad to jump on. Not a big deal. So we're finishing up St. Louis right now. AB, uh, like we said, uh, wouldn't take that five to one to win the division because we don't know honestly what the hell's going to happen with this division this year. Yeah, there's too many good teams in this division. I think all the values on the Preds. Uh, I think Dallas had Dallas had and the, Dallas and the Blues had the best odds. I think so. I think. I like the Preds' uh, value that they're getting for what the division, division and the cup. It went um, Colorado, Dallas, and then uh, Nashville, and then the Blues. Okay. Forgetting Colorado, dude. Colorado's three to one to win the division. They're second uh, behind Vegas to win the West. So, last team here, we got Winnipeg. Uh, the Jets, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Patrick Line still unsigned. Uh, perennial on goal scorer, maybe. So uh, I'll throw some stats out here for you. He's shown incredible skill and potential in the past few years, but last year, let's not forget that 15-game goal drought last season, uh, which was a lot for a quote-unquote elite sniper uh, compared to the GOAT Ovechkin, whose longest career drought was 10 games in 2017. But here you go, Wayne Gretzky in 1997, goldest drought of 21 games. 
notable key departures there. Truba, Tyler Myers, Kevin Hayes, Brandon Tanev, Ben Chariot. Only arrivals really was uh, Neil Bionic. Uh, in my opinion, their cup one, though, was the past two, maybe three seasons, and I think that is now past uh, with how yep. much talent has left the peg. Lineup, defense questionable outside of Big Buff. Hellebuck has shown he can be an outstanding goalie, but, you know, I just don't see too much elsewhere. Again, another team whose top line doesn't exactly turn me on, um, the likes of Blake Wheeler, Mike Shifley, and uh, Nikolai Ellers. Uh, Vegas, 25-1 to, to win the Cup, 12-1 to, to win the West, 6-1 to, to win the division. Kyle, you got anything since you're fresh on the pod? I mean, I think you kind of wrapped it up with all the people that departed out of there. That kind of closes their window, I think, and they're kind of going to just get line A locked up maybe and try to do a little rebuilding and maybe in about three years try to make some deep runs again. But I think this year uh, they're just going to be playing to play. AB, what you got? All right, so I have a little bone to pick with everyone who thinks they're an NHL expert. Okay. The fact that they're saying – like a couple of years ago, Patrick Laine scored what, like forty goals his rookie season. Yeah, yeah, not bad. And then they go on to say this is going to be the greatest goal, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, and is going to surpass Alex Ovechkin's goal scoring numbers. Mm-hmm. Do people fucking forget that Alex Ovechkin scored fifty two goals his rookie season? Yep, this guy scored forty. He beat him by by twelve. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then his next season, I think he scored like thirty something. OV scored like 46, uh, and then OV goes on and scores 50, 50 goals for his next, like, fucking 24 years. Not 24, is, but... Is Patrick Laine a guy we want to tag in the Triple B category? The baby back bitch they, category? Uh, yeah, I, would, I, I think he's... I think he's there, honestly. I, I think, think I think he there. got a little too cocky those first couple years. Everybody had his name under the lights when he got drafted, and he's he's kind of I think he got too big for his britches a little bit. Where AB's kind of getting that Ovechkin went up and up, and this guy's kind of falling back. Yeah, Man, like he's, he's acting like a diva. Just like he might we might as well go play for Toronto. He's not even close to being on pace with Ovechkin's goal scoring numbers. Like not even yeah, close. Right, exactly. But everybody tries to compare him. So then, in his head, he's freaking wanting Ovechkin money. They all I do. mean, I mean, Kyle, it's, it's, at the top of the show. I don't know if you saw us on Twitter today, but uh, Marner's turning down eight-year, eleven million-dollar contracts because the term is uh, not as long as Matthews. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I, I saw a lot of people also going with the fact that maybe one of these teams should sit a player for a year and see how that turns out. Yeah, just. Be like, all right, see what happens. Well, oh, yeah. Marner was the one that's over there talking to teams in Switzerland. Not to get off topic of Winnipeg here, but <laughs> I mean, it's Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, they're not. They're not great this year. Yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> uh, you, got, you got anything else on them? Are you taking any of that money? Uh, no, not this year. I mean, you mentioned some big names that they lost. That's uh, not, I mean, they, that window's come and gone, man. Yeah, they. I mean, they have a solid top six. I mean, Mark Shifley is. Uh, he's he's sick. I think he's actually their best player. Um, yeah, they they definitely won't be the bottom of the pack. But no, no, no. I, but no, I th- I still see I can still see them making the playoffs. Like I think they'll be a wild card spot. But um, yeah, so I mean, let's get into yeah. it. Division predictions. Uh, you want to kick it off, AB? All right. So this is purely based off of looking at rosters on paper. I got the Predators. I'm going number one in this division. Okay. 
I've got the Avs at two. Okay. I've got the Blues at three. And then I've got Dallas as that first wild card spot. And I have Jets in the second wild card spot. Interesting. So here's what I got. Give me the Dallas Stars to win the division this year, closely followed by Colorado. Uh, then give me Nashville to round out that top three. I think your two Western Conference wildcard teams do come from the Central yet again. Give me the Blues with that first wild card, uh, And then Winnipeg. But here's the thing. As we just talked about Winnipeg, don't be shocked if they get beat out by, like, the Coyotes by like two points. Uh, It's one of those scenarios that we see every year where there's four or five wildcard teams coming down to the last two games uh, for a spot in the playoffs, and there's a team that misses by a point. Uh, I can see that with Winnipeg, to be honest, and having Arizona sneak in there, maybe even um, Vancouver if they have a hell of a year, but tough central division. Uh, I'm taking taking back my Jets pick because I I can see Winnipeg losing some – a handful of divisional games and a yeah. I, I said last week that I have the Yotes uh, making the playoffs, so I'm taking back the Jets and I'm putting in the Yotes. There we go, Kyle. What you got? Um, so I got the St. Louis Blues winning this division. I think okay. they're going to have a big second year coming off that playoff. They might not have the same playoff run, but regular season is going to be good. Then you got the Preds, and then I got the Dallas Stars with I that like third the Stars, one. baby. Big I think everyone likes this year. Stars. They, they got that, that, vet, that veteran uh, leadership this year for sure. And I've been to that rink once. I got a puck. Or I got a Nike pullover I bought from that rink while driving through Dallas, so I can give me a reason to wear it. You got a, you got a puck in your car, too, I think. Yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> but uh, what else you got? You got any wild card teams coming out of this division? Well, I was going to pick the Jets, but you got me thinking. that That is good. I think uh, the Yotes and... And Winnipeg could be fighting there. I think I did pick uh, the Yotes last week, but... What about that, the Avs? You don't have the Avs in there? Oh, shit, dude. I totally forgot about the Avs. Colorado's like a wagon. They got Andre. All right, Blasky. you're going to have to redo your picks. And Grubauer. I'll have to redo them, but, but I, I still do think the Blues come out first. We're going to have to go Blues, then the Avalanche, probably Preds, and then maybe that's where Dallas walks in that wild card spot. Mm. Winnipeg kind of gets bumped down with the Yotes having a good year over there. Yeah, I think it's just a tough, tough, too tough a division, especially if there's a lot of line. That is a tough division. Really, you don't think about it, but there's a lot of line A bullshit and drama at the beginning of the year, and that team gets off to a slow start. I, I, I don't think St. Louis does last year where they start off shit and then they have a miracle run at the end. I think they just have an above average, just thorough season. Uh, I don't. They'll be they'll be good. I don't see them being overly great. Um, the th- the thing about this division, I don't know, man. Well, yeah, I could. Uh, I'll, I'll probably totally wrong, but we'll see. The thing about this division is that, like, so they have they have these stud teams that are all going to be great, and they're all like they all have a solid shot at the cup. And even their weak teams, the Wild and the Blackhawks, can still give them trouble. Oh yeah, like, right. you, Nashville can go go in the Chicago twice this year and lose, drop both, and then I mean it's still Chicago. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, it's just it's a solid division all around. Yeah, I mean, so that leaves our two teams. Obviously, as we said, I think Minnesota's finishing last in that dis- division. Ah, uh, you know, you know what? Maybe Winnipeg completely screws the goddamn pooch and Chicago beats them out yeah, for third to last. But none of them make the playoffs. Still, you never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. It's still Winnipeg, but I'm not a big fan. So, Kyle, got any big plans this weekend, there, guy? 
Um, not that I know. Crazy man. All right. Well, that'll just about wrap <laughs> it up for this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> AB, me and you, Friday, we're off to Raleigh, North Carolina, baby, an event with the Carolina Hurricanes. We got some uh, pretty awesome interviews lined up. You want to give a little spill on that? Yeah, so uh, we're going to this casino event. Um, it's a casino event for charity. Um, uh, my uncle actually hooked us up with this. Uh, we're gonna see a bunch or a bunch of the uh, former Carolina Hurricanes players. Uh, he mentioned some names. I'm not gonna give you any promises, but uh, two names that he does think are gonna be there that are he's like 95 percent sure are gonna be there: Shane Willis and Bates Battaglia, Caps legend. legend. Yep. Um, so it'll be awesome to see them. And if this it's it's an event for uh, a bunch of disabled veterans, um, and the sled hockey team for the Carolina Hurricanes is going to be there. So we're going to interview national a bunch of guys National champion runner-ups last year, I believe. Yep. Yep, they lost by they lost in the national championship by one goal. Um so yeah, we're going to we're going to get into the we're going to interview a bunch of the sled hockey team members. Uh we're going to hopefully get an interview with the uh with the coach and uh yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. I think it's going to be uh, a good day Friday. I'm hoping and praying Rod Brendan Moore shows up so that we can maybe get like five minutes with him and then AB's oh, all buddy-buddy with him and then we play the clip of AB from like episode two being like, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen if we see him. Uh, Great he move. said, he, he mentioned he might be there, but he's he said don't count on it. Yeah, we'll see. And don't come jawing at us being like, why are you interviewing Carolina Hurricanes dudes when you're chirping DMV? Shut the hell up because they're going to be cool stories and you're going to enjoy it a lot. And like we said, Caps legend, Bates Spectacular. There's been a lot of Caps legend talk uh, today. Yeah, they have. Varlamov, I mean, Burkovsky. Yeah, I mean, the fucking Avalanche. The Avalanche just keep taking the Caps legends. And now, they're, now they're making another run for the cup. Um, Kyle, you got any thoughts on Ovi falling off his bike? Me and AB were talking about it earlier. Yeah, that shit's wild. I never would have thought that dude be riding a bike in a neighborhood like Just, that. But I mean, it, it's, 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 it's got everywhere. He's all fucked up. But I mean, did, did you see him selling uh selling groceries yeah, in Giant? Yeah, and he's at elementary schools passing out cereal boxes, looking like a goddamn maniac because he's all covered in shit from falling off his bike. These <laughs> yeah, kids so are like, cool. what's going on? The guy's a hooligan. Who is this? Yeah, guy? that classroom he walked into, nobody had any idea who he was. <laughs> no, they said it must have been, the chicklets put a thing up and said it must have been a school in Pittsburgh. The teacher, yeah. the teacher goes, teacher goes, do you guys know who that is? Who is that? No Everybody's one answered. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just ugly fuck. <laughs> uh, but all right, like we said, uh, that'll wrap it up. Part three, the season preview series uh, next week. We've got high school hockey that's right hoping to get some interviews from some nvshl mshl and maphl coaches you name it we'll work to get it also (laughs) continuing our season preview series switching over to the eastern conference now uh we're gonna start out with that a deep dive into the atlantic division and then we'll finish it up with our boys over here in the metro so with that being said kyle why don't you go ahead and get us out of here since you're coming home from roller all right boys you have a good one thanks for listening 